Hey everybody, this is Hunter Williams. Today is going to be episode 79 of the NeuroEdge podcast. As always, thank you so much for tuning in to the episode today. I know your time is extremely valuable. The name of today's episode is Five Physiological Benefits of Spirituality. Boom, boom. Let's get it. So spirituality is one thing that is very important to me and can mean a lot of different things for different people. And what I wanted to talk about today being in the vein of focusing on how to improve our health, how to maintain our health, how to be the healthiest version of ourselves possible. I want to talk about how we actually have physiological benefits of having a spiritual practice. And I've talked about this on another episode in the past called the benefits of having a spiritual practice. But this one I want to gear a little bit more towards the physiological side, how it actually affects our body. So I'm going to intertwine some other aspects of spirituality and how it helps us not only physiologically, but mentally, emotionally, socially, psychologically, all those things as well. But I really want to break down just five key physiological benefits and then kind of tie those together into how they help our system as a whole. So I think this is kind of the next frontier that we are embarking upon as a human species as we transition from the analog age to the digital information age where a lot of our brains and consciousness are linked up over the internet and we're doing things with people all around the world whereas before we have never really had that choice we've never had so much access to information i think humans are in a transition whether you want to call it evolution transition phase shifting whatever it is we are moving into a different age where we behave interact and communicate with each other differently and i think Part of that is actually understanding that we have a spiritual side, which I think for a long time has been controlled by a big portion of religions, and I don't think that is the case anymore. So before I jump into all this, I just want to do a quick side note. If you want to join a group of people like me, if you want to be around people that like to talk about the same kind of stuff that I am talking about, optimizing your health, optimizing your mind, optimizing your spirit, optimizing your body, all those different things. If you want to be around other people, like I said, I truly think we're in a transition phase where humans are linking up with other people like us around the planet. If you are listening to this, I truly believe it is not an accident that you came across this and that you are probably a person like me that is out there looking for other people to connect with and share your experiences on this journey. So if you want to be a part of community people like that and experience things that are not on the podcast that are private members only type of topics and videos that we go over. Click the link in the description below for the group of people around this podcast and come to the inside on the inner circle and see what it's like. There we do a lot of really cool stuff. And most importantly, help you get results to optimize your life, spirit, body, all that good stuff. So Back to spirituality. So I want to talk a little bit before I get into these physiological benefits. Just what I think spirituality means. It's going to be different for different people. And I talked about this before in the spiritual practices episode. But this can look like a bunch of different things to you. So maybe your form of spirituality is meditation. I just talked to a guy named Tom Cronin on an episode that I released recently. And he was awesome talking about how meditation, he does more of the transcendental med meditation where you have a mantra and you're focused on just meditating, being present and being present with your thoughts. Maybe it looks like exercise. I know I am a huge exercise fanatic. 
And I think exercise is important for is important for all of us, but to some extent, exercise can almost be a spiritual practice when you are that engrossed in your body and that focus, especially maybe it's a more solo exercise or a team exercise. It could be anything. Maybe it's walking. Maybe it's journaling. There's a bunch of different ways that you can engage in some sort of spiritual practice. But at the end of the day, what I would say is that it's important to have something sacred. And by sacred, I mean it mean that you treat it with utter reverence and respect so that nothing distracts you and nothing is interfering with the frequency you're creating and connecting with the energy and universe and God around you. So what I mean by that is having something as sacred, again, whether it's your meditation, whether it's walking, whether it's praying, whether it's reading your Bible, whether it's doing all these different things, you treat those as sacred and you don't let anything interfere. And just as if you were in the most important work meeting of your life, or if you were a professional athlete in a football game, the NFL just started, so I love football. Those guys aren't getting distracted during the pursuit of their craft because they treat it as sacred. So your spirituality should be one thing that you hold in your life that's sacred, that you don't deviate from, that you don't let anything interfere with. And again, that can be look, look different for anybody. It can maybe mean going to church and fellowshipping and sharing time and experiences with other people who share and hold the same value system and beliefs that you do. So it can look like all of those different things. But at the end of the day, I think it's really important. I think it's one thing that humans have gotten away from is the idea and notion of treating things as sacred in your life. That's one thing I've been a on a big kick on lately is trying to make sure that I treat everything in my, not everything, but things that I really care about and venerate and honor as sacred and making sure that I create space around those things so they don't get interfered with, especially in today's age when you are bombarded with social media, podcasts, blah, 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 news, especially right now with a bunch of news out there and everything that's going on in the world. So when those things are going on, it is even more important to have something that's sacred and spiritual that you hold as reverent because as humans, we are hardwired to have that is one of the facets of our being where we have a sacred reverence for something. And if you look at where we came from, from hundreds of thousands of years of humans that existed before us and generations that came before us, a lot of those cultures and tribes had that. They didn't have this worldly, secular, I don't want to say atheistic, but kind of devoid of a spiritual presence, lifestyle. Much, and you know, I've been on a big kick of studying history lately. Much of what people did was oriented around some sort of spiritual nature. And even if it was in cultures and civilizations that you would have thought were more secular, they still had this inbuilt spiritual practice and component in everything that they did. And I think as humans, if you are looking to optimize your health, optimize your function to the highest level possible, there's always going to be a gap in between you and the best version of yourself if you are not optimizing your spirit, your spiritual practice. Just as if you ate Twinkies all day and you ate really bad food and you weren't optimizing your nutrition, there's going to be a gap in between what you're performing at and where you want to perform at 
as a high-performing human. So I wanted to throw that out there to, to understand that whatever it is, whatever works for you, get in touch with your inner higher self and understand that as humans, we have inbuilt mechanisms for spirituality. And you really, really, if you can think about that, and again, whether it's journaling, whatever it is, try to carve out time, ideally in the morning before you come indoctrinated with everything going around you, maybe at night before you go to bed, but try to carve out a time that you treat as sacred and that you devote to some sort of spiritual practice. So again, this looks like a bunch of different things, but um, it, spirituality has the ability to improve physical, mental, and emotional well-being, like I said. Um, those who are more religious or spiritual have been actually shown to be able to better cope with stress and Again, this isn't surprising because humans have done this for thousands of years. On a side note, stress is the leading cause of many chronic illnesses in addition to mental health problems such as anxiety, depression. In addition to that, relationships, activities, news, and everything else going on in our world constantly are sucking in our attention and it makes it difficult for us to connect to our true needs and desires. So think about that for a minute. How much are we connecting to our true needs and desires as humans, which I think for the most part is connection, connection with other people and also connection with our higher selves. Again, this has been a part of human existence for thousands of years and spiritual wellness is going to translate into other areas. So physical wellness, mental wellness, emotional wellness, all these different things. So before I jump into these, just understand this, spirituality and the treating of your life as spiritual and sacred. Most likely you're going to feel more gratitude, experience more compassion, improve social connections, better cope with stress, develop and grow more positive relationships, and have a happier life overall. And that, I think, at the end of the day is what everybody is searching for, whatever journey you are on. So I just wanted to preface before I get into these physiological benefits, those are some things that you will probably experience if you open yourself up to the side. And again, I don't think it's an accident if you are listening to this, that you are hearing this message and that you say, wow, there might be something inside you just tugging and leading you down that path. As I know, it has to me at points in my life in the past. So let's get into it. Number one, what is the number one physiological benefit? Well, a stronger immune system. I don't think that could be any more timely than what we are experiencing right now. Although it seems like for the most part, people are starting to chill out a little bit. But that being said, the body is an intelligent system and it knows how to heal itself. A bunch of different things, however, can block our body's inbuilt ability to heal ourselves, um, creating some sort of imbalance. So Spiritual practices like meditation, mindfulness, etc., have the potential to trigger the body's healing ability and encourage a state of balance both in body and mind. And I want you to stop for a second and think of how important that is, how important it is to have a balance of body and mind, even just the idea of saying that and then actually putting it into practice in your life, how much better and whole that you feel as a human. There was a study done at the University of California, Los Angeles, aka UCLA, showed that HIV-positive patients who meditated slowed down the decline in their immune cell count. Another study found that mindfulness meditation practices produces demonstrable effects on brain and immune function, suggesting that meditation may change the brain and immune function in a positive way. So there's already been studies that have proved this. 
I think as our science evolves and becomes more developed and becomes more in tune with these different traits that we have and being able to understand spirituality, at least in forms of metric as it relates to our body, like this where you saw the study with HIV patients, if you have a spiritual practice, your immune system is going to be healthier, which is just going to lead to a healthier body overall, point blank, period. There's no question about it. And the thing is, what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose in terms of setting aside t time of the day to be able to devote towards a spiritual practice, especially when you look at it from your immune system, which is your body's ability to actually heal itself? Number two is lowering the risk of depression. So before I get into this one, I just want to say that I definitely think this is something that, well, I know it's something that I've struggled with through my life. And then I know spirituality has helped me kind of get through that. So I just wanted to preface it to say that I have direct experience with this, but let's, let's talk about this a little bit. So spirituality helps encourage an exploration of our inner worlds, connecting us on a deeper and more meaningful level with ourselves and those around us. The strong need to find some sort of connection with others is extremely vital to mental health. And I think a lot of the depression that we see in the modern world today, not only is from toxins in the food and environment and everything, and the fact that people are on social media all the time and they're constantly comparing themselves to others, but it is a lack of connection with other people. Look, especially what has happened in 2020, with it, what has happened with our actual connection face-to-face -face with humans, even though it's great to connect online. Uh, but just look at the loneliness and then how that interplays with mental health. But our, mind, our body and our mind are interconnected, so spiritual practices can help build strength and alleviate the effects of depression and other mental illnesses, which also are going to affect our overall well-being dealing with a chronic illness pain or disability stressful and often leads to depression in a hundred person study at the university of alabama medical center in birmingham patients that were about to undergo cardiac surgery 95 percent reported using prayer and 70 percent found that it was very helpful in coping coping with the challenges of surgery this and researchers have studied mindfulness-based stress reduction and its effect on loneliness, concluding that this type of practice may be a novel treatment approach for reducing loneliness-related pro-inflammatory gene expression in older adults. And I think that's one thing, especially in our aging population, that we have to focus on given the nature of where our society is right now is connecting with each other, but also Becoming spiritual and whether that's something that you're doing solitary or in a group setting, which I also think is very important for us as humans, it can help lower the risk of depression, especially if we are dealing with illnesses. Number three is going to be stress reduction. And I think this is huge and probably the one that I will talk the most on here, but stress is going to be a part of our life. So stress is actually good for us because we have a response to stress in which our body becomes stronger. And as they say, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. That's true probably 95% of the time. Some other stuff may be harmful, aka hormesis. If you want to check out, shameless plug, go look at my episode on hormesis. Don't remember what number it is. But stress is a natural part of life. Health issues arise when stress becomes chronic. So many studies have been done on meditation as various impacts on stress. And again, when I say meditation, a lot of these things can be interchanged with whatever your form of sacred spiritual devotion is. Spiritual practices like yoga, meditation, and walking can help a great deal in managing stress and 
encouraging more positivity. I think we could all use some of that. It's easy to get caught up in looking for one answer that will solve all of our problems. The reality is that it's a combination of things such as eating good food, exercising, therapy, and spirituality that will help us to reduce the stress. So this is kind of multifaceted in the sense that not one thing is going to cure stress. So exercise alone is not going to cure stress that you have from work. It may help, but it's not going to be the end-all be-all that cures everything in your life in regards to stress. Managing stress is one of the best skills that you can develop because it develops this internal fortitude where you can handle whatever gets thrown at you in life, good, bad, ugly, whatever it is, and you can take it and say, I'm in control. And I think one of the most important things to be able to do that and be in control of your life is, again, having this spiritual presence and devotion that you set aside as sacred and you say is important that you're going to set aside time to do. And what happens is when you do that, you become in control of your life and you become the one that is driving your schedule, your decision making and all these different things. And by nature of that, you're going to become in control of your stress. And believe me, I, as much as anybody, given the high pressure nature of the type of work that I do, am very familiar with stress and it's the effects on the body and it's not good. And what I don't want to do is over time compound the effect of that stress so that it completely warps and tears up my body, especially from a chronic disease state. But I know one of the biggest ways that I can guard against that is through a spiritual practice and spiritual devotion. So a study at the Chopper Center event found that after a six-day meditation retreat, new meditators experienced a significant reduction in stress and depressive symptoms lasting for 10 months after the retreat. So again, Spirituality is one of the most accessible and effective tools to put into practice in regards to stress. Number four is going to be lowering blood pressure. So this kind of goes hand in hand with stress, but when you get stressed, your body receives a flood of hormones that meant help to fight off the situation that's causing disturbance. That's how our body's wired fight or fight as it goes. The body increases blood pressure by causing the heart to beat faster and your blood vessels to narrow over time. Repeated stress and blood pressure elevations can lead to what is known as hypertension, which again is another one of these chronic diseases that we see all the time. A spiritual practice can serve as a great complement to any type of treatment to lower blood pressure because it not only does help feel the physical body, but it also supports the mental and emotional body, which are going to be intertwined with how your blood pressure works. It's easy to seek the magic pill to cure all chronic illnesses and health problems. Um, but we have to examine these other areas, these other areas of stress, emotional stress, and all these things and how that's actually affecting it. A lot of people want to go to the doctor and listen to their doctor and listen to their doctor give them a prescription drug that's going to help cure their illness, that's not going to do anything in terms of actually doing the hard work and addressing the emotional and mental problems, which can be done, in my opinion, through a spiritual practice. So spirituality helps us tap into a space that is pure, where our own inner truth resides. And uh, there was a study done that showed the potential of transcendental meditation, which was kind of what my last guest, Tom Cronin, talked about, to reduce both systolic and diastolic blood pressure. And when you meditate, the body and mind start to gradually return to a state of equanimity, which is a place that we can actually heal. So we can't heal until our body is in balance. And in order to do so, again, a spiritual practice is going to be necessary, particularly as it relates to blood pressure, which is, I'm sure, Something, I don't know the exact percentages off the top of my head, but something that a large portion of our population struggles with. 
Number five, and to close it out with a bang, you guessed it, getting better sleep. So I talk about all the time, sleep is going to be the number one thing we can do to improve our overall health and make sure that we are the absolute healthiest version of ourselves possible. And sleep is like the, it's like the secret weapon of anyone that is a high performer. If you optimize your sleep, everything else is just gonna be like 3% better, which is gonna compound over time for exponential gains and whatever you're trying to do. But getting rest of sleep is a problem for many because it is uh, just of all the different lifestyle things that we have going on. Chronic sleep problems may be a result of lifestyle choices or habits that don't promote restful sleep. Trauma, major life events, and transitions can also trigger a stress response which affect our sleep. And whatever the cause, steps should be taken to restore our natural circadian rhythm and sleep-wake cycles. Meditation practices have the side effect of better sleep because they begin to calm the turbulence within. And healing takes place mentally and emotionally, which means you no longer carry this baggage to bed with you, which is so true. What you focus on before you go to bed is often what you are implanting into your subconscious. So you want to make sure, like I said, in the morning and then also before you go to bed at night, that you try to carve out time for a spiritual practice because this is what you're going to be writing the hard drive of your subconscious with. You're going to be, again, using that to write the memory on your hard drive of whatever you want your subconscious to focus on dwell on and think about is going to be what you do right before you go to bed. So if you're using that time to evolve and progress spiritually, how much better is your life going to be when you sleep on that and actually meditate on it? Um, again, stressful events of the day are processed and released in a healthy way through various spiritual practices such as journaling, exercise, meditation, yoga, or prayer. So it doesn't have to be the same thing for everybody else, but whatever those things are that you feel like you help you are helped the most by, again, it's going to help with our sleep, not only physiologically and getting better sleep, but again, I think structurally within our consciousness, helping us to write the data that we want on our hard drives in order to improve our life and just have the healthiest and most vibrant life possible. So we'll spend too much time on that when I talk about sleep all the time. I know, so I probably sound like a broken record. However, Really think about your sleep from that standpoint as whatever you do right before you go to sleep, whatever type of spiritual practice you do, how much more that can help optimize your sleep and just make it better overall. So that is it for today, folks. I want to thank you so much and just say thank you, thank you, thank you so much. My sincerest gratitude for listening. And if you have any sort of feedback or anything like that, let me know. And don't forget, if you want to come join me on the inside, I will see you there. Peace.